Paul. Hmm. Pitch me a low effort, easy to shoot and act and score and produce love story. Mm. And uh, to make it easy for you, we've already got two cast members signed up. Okay. We've got Adam Scott and January Jones. Which one's Adam Scott? What What is Adam He's... Scott? <laughs> what is Adam Scott? He was in Parks and Rec. He's basically a young kind of high energy, slightly awkward kind of dude. He's like if Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle grew up, um, which obviously the real one didn't. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, so it's kind of okay. like that. It's kind of like, it's your average guy. You know what I mean? It's the average kind of guy. Bit down on his luck, maybe. Oh, yeah. He's in Krampus, right? Yes, he's the dad in there Krampus. There we go. If you said Krampus, that, that would have been an easier uh, reach for me, weirdly. <laughs> Unbelievably, I know. Um, okay, Adam Scott and January Jones. Okay, they low are... Low, okay, low effort. They're, they're married. They're in love already, right? And, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The credits. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There's someone else there. Tom Arnold's there, and he turns up, and he's like, "Oh, oh no! Come on, guys!" And they're like, "What's Tom Arnold gonna do?" Because his name's oh, Arnold. When in he the shows movie. up, I tell you what. Oh, Tom Arnold's there. They're, and they're like, "God, we like you so much, Tom Arnold. It's almost there's almost a chance that we're not gonna love each other." But they do. Oh shit! They both fall in love with Tom Arnold. Yeah. It's very much like a bigger splash. He comes in with this sort of big dick energy, and it just fucks everything up. It does. And they, they, in the end, they they all get their dicks out. They compare them, and they realise that Tom Arnold doesn't have that big a dick. It's pretty big, but it's not. It's not like. How does it compare to January Jones? She's got the biggest dick of all, and um, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and then Rob Schneider's um, step stepdaughter comes in and and plays some guitar. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Oh, what a badass! Contemporary. Can it be modern Christian rock? I would accept nothing less, Paul. <laughs> There's less. <laughs> During an armed robbery, they were crying and hiding behind a desk, and she was being held at gunpoint by a masked maniac. I'll never forget the way she broke down whilst recounting her statement to the filth. I'm PC Paul Salt. I'm just about done vomiting blood. <laughs> Yay! Oh, in that case, we better do a podcast quickly in between. <laughs> Before I think about it again. <laughs> Before it reoccurs. It turns out 2020 wasn't all good. Oh? There were some shit movies got made. No. And uh, we're going to focus on those for a bit in the next three eps before 2021 gets itself into gear. Yay. M. Night Shyamalan's got a new one coming. I know. He's so excited. Actually, looks kind of interesting. We're going to start with love, weddings, and other disasters. Mm. Ah. Mm. Ah. <laughs> ah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, no. You haven't had a date since Beth died. You're miserable. Can we fix the lunch for you? A blind date. Are you completely blind? Yes. Well, I think the politically correct term is visually impaired. I'm the new planner for Liz and Robert's wedding. You? You're the wedding trasher. You dropped the Channel 7 News anchorman into a lake? Wait a minute. Last slipper. Cinderella's my favorite character. Where's the other one? Prince Charming has it. We were hoping to hire you guys to play the wedding. We don't play weddings. I will arm wrestle you for a yes. You what? Come on, you big baby. 
The film was directed by frequent Adam Sandler collaborator Dennis Dugan. Yeah. Yeah, but none of his high-profile movers from the shite house here today, though. Uh, so maybe this one's going to be good. Yeah. So critics hated it a whole bunch. Oh, just a whole bunch. Yeah. Whole bunch. Just so much. Oh my god. Try and stop him. That's a. That's a. I wouldn't want to. That's the thin end of a mugs game, mate. So, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, Roger Moore over at Movie Nation yeah. said writer director Dugan uh, tries hard to play it sweeter, but he can't help but lean into the lowbrow. It's in his Adam Sandler comedy DNA at this point. What a fucking hideous Lovecraftian concept of a. He's got Adam Sandler comedy DNA flowing oh, through his veins. I, I do wonder... It's like Prometheus. <laughs> and Icarus. He's lying too close to the Adam Sandler at this point. <laughs> He's Sicarus. He's fully Sicarus, bro. Icarus. <laughs> it's going to be Sicarus around the poster. <laughs> I wonder how much credit is, is unduly ascribed to Adam Sandler here. I'd, I'd, well. <laughs> and, and how much the two of them entered some the sort of symbiotic relationship. You know, like a tick living off the back of a hippo. <laughs> the back of a dick yeah maybe we'll 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 examine that very soon Mm. first i've just got to tell you that the public also just hated it a lot oh god okay uh kathleen m drauhenbauer over on amazon said i turned it off at 37 minutes couldn't tolerate how poorly written and idiotic it was i also just didn't find the humor in a blind woman continually walking into things (laughs) even with a sight dog just stupid and insulting even with a sight dog, Paul, it wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> you think having the dog there just be like, Bruh, would, you know, would really add to it. I wouldn't have found it funny, but when the dog went, Bruh, I, uh, <laughs> that just really sold it for me. Yeah, like I, I, I would very much like that to be the meaning of that sentence. <laughs> God bless her. Now, Dugan couldn't Dugan it alone, so he brought some <laughs> fucking stooges from his Madison gang um, along. So we've got Andy Goldenberg from Jack and Jill, Mm -hmm. Billy Concha from Grown Ups 2, and also The Happy Time Murders, so he's a three-man. Great. And, of course, the egotistical man of the hour, Denis Dugas. Yeah. He cameoed as himself in Grown Ups 2, Jack and Jill, and this. Oh, Christ. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. He's the the shitty, sticky linchpin holding this (laughs) house of bollocks together <laughs> but entirely by his own merits and always a highlight of our days jeremy irons has graced us with his fourth appearance you sweet sweet boy <laughs> you darling boy get on home to your <laughs> mum before you scuff up your shorts okay i shall <laughs> so, <was> that, <laughs> which he he basically did when he was flirting with dan <laughs> keaton at one point in this movie yeah. <laughs> coming in from behind <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! The shadow bringer's here. Oh, it's just you, Larry. Um, oh, hang on a minute. It's my one and only love. <laughs> Hi, sweetums. So he was in this. Obviously, he was in Dungeons and Dragons. He was in yeah. Batman vs Superman: Colon, Dawn of Justice Extended Edition. Correct. And he was in ah. Assassin's Creed. There you go. You got there before cool. I had to do anything, and I'm relieved. <laughs> which is which is the way you like it. <laughs> it's definitely the way I like it. Oh, God. Well, look, the film has 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, 11 on Metacritic, and made like $100,000. Good. I don't know how much it costs, but surely it's 10 mil for irons alone. <laughs> 10 for irons, 20 million uh, pounds. Not not sterling, but in weight of virgins for Dennis Dugan. <laughs> Fucking hell. Horrible man. insists on being shoveled into the window of his car every day. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, Paul, you duckmobile. Oh, um, <laughs> 
What's one thing about Dennis Dugan's love, marriage, and other disasters that made you want to spend the rest of your life looking to some bent you met on a boat once? <laughs> At one point, a Russian guy, or a guy playing a Russian guy, goes, Lining up! Lining up! And that's good. Yes. <laughs> good stuff. I'm glad mm. we both gravitated towards that that man. <laughs> that beacon. That presence. <laughs> that beacon of giving a shit that I really respected. Mm. So, <laughs> what happens in this fucking movie? I'll tell you oh what, my we get God, some Paul. tasteful indie film text, followed by some panicky screaming. It's, a good it's very, it's very Woody Allen, isn't it? The text, the the, the caption yeah. font. <laughs> yes, very much so. It's very and Sofia Coppola. It's very much um, dinner menu kind of high yeah. society. You know, you're not going to regret having spent five quid on this. We're we're about to watch a movie where the director slash writer um, spends ninety minutes just insulting Philistines or people they believe to be Philistines. Yeah. Which it is kind of what this ironically, is. It could ironically be the Michelle Henniker, um font if you were to ever adapt Herman Hoch's The, the Dinner. <laughs> this may well be the font that he chooses. I know, we're all looking forward to that. It's a kind of dispiriting, dispiriting experience we have here. It actually was adapted, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's great. So, Love, Wedding and, <laughs> Love Weddings and Other Disasters. We meet Rob Schneider's yeah. uh, stepdaughter, who's playing the guitar. Um, actually, it's not a joke. Oh, that is that true. who that is? Fuck me. Actually, yeah, okay. I did some digging because I thought, God, this is awful. Um, her herself, <laughs> nothing wrong with what she's doing as a singer and, and performer, sure. but the song feels like it was written by Dennis Dugan. Um, <laughs> I hope it was. Do you think we could be perfect in love? If you do, you're utterly, totally, perfectly wrong. Love is perfect. Love is pure. We screw it up, that's for sure. Don't blame love. Blame is on us. I'll tell you what else was written by Dennis Dugan, and that's this movie, which sees our this main character, film. I write optimistically at this stage. Uh, ninth Build Jesse, played by Maggie Grace from yeah. Breaking Dawn Part 2, so you better watch yourself. Oh, great. Also Taken? Oh, maybe. Yes, I think so. We Let's haven't covered so. Taken yet, so <laughs> there's yet time to become a three-man. Um, it doesn't make sense to me why she's ninth build yet, but don't worry, that penny is gonna drop. Yeah, she's parachuting out of bloody sky with her boyfriend, and he dumps her <laughs> halfway wacky. through because he's an absolute prick. You're insane, and I'm insane for being with you! Hey, what are you saying? I'm saying that if by some miracle I'm not a pancake in the next 30 seconds, we're done! Wait, are you freaking up with me? Yes, you freaking maniac! On a skydive? Who yeah. is she, Patrick Swayze? Oh, I hope so. That would be nice. We get a soulless, bland, very slick introduction to a wedding, mm. um, which is just, it's that kind of thing that's made Dennis Dugan just a comedy fucking legend. <laughs> also, some really bad CGI. Nothing funnier than that. <laughs> lol, 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 lol. <laughs> Imagine if that was a person, I say, trying to rack my brains to think of something vaguely human. She crashes into a wedding yeah. and, and ruins it. Um, and, and as she crashes into the wedding, it's only natural that she yeah. becomes a YouTube sensation called The Wedding Trasher. The wedding um, dad, the wedding it's, Kardashian. It's, it was inevitable because she fucks it up. Yeah, and yeah, then, we and then get an. It's hilarious. Oh, it is hilarious. It's no, so I just wanted to funny. point out how hilarious it was. That's all. I, I'm glad you did because I might have missed it. But fortunately, <laughs> um, someone was there to direct my face back to the screen, and just jab me gently in the testicles in order to get me yeah. to giggle a little. That was God Himself. That was God. He wants us all to love Dennis Dugan, his best son, <laughs> prodigal son. <laughs> the prodigal fucking son 
We get an intro to New York, and I am not kidding. Everything wrong with Dennis Dukin's directing style and his approach to comedy is mm. in his establishing shots. Yes. They look like they should be in a corporate internal motivational video commissioned for a team building away weekend. And the, and the guy directing it isn't a full-time director. <laughs> and he has taken it from the publicity material for the hotel. It, it just looks like nepotism, doesn't it? <laughs> nepotism, the shot. Is what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like somebody is somebody's kid watching this. Yeah. Uh, there's a tour guide. Jesse bumps into Jeremy Irons. Um, uh-oh, he's a brilliant perfectionist who's also an asshole in two scenes. Oh, my God. Looks pretty good. Pretty good. Could get you fired. Oh, well, I meant... I this. frankly don't care what you meant. How's everyone, anyone ever going to love him? I hope we figure out more about his character before that happens. <laughs> oh, I hope there's some sort of heartwarming thing oh, with jeremy irons my heart that's what i came for my heart certainly feels uncomfortably hot um <laughs> yeah he makes a boy cry and then his friends yeah. turn up and Who's go hey we know you're working and you hate every, anyone showing up here at all but we've set you up on a blind date what oh i, I really don't want this well what are you talking about jeremy you absolute fool <laughs> anyway here she is at my job why'd you do that what's wrong with you you know <laughs> what I, if this I, is my job what if i said no which i definitely did stacking shelves <laughs> Yeah. And the yeah. Jesus. Well, anyway, she's here and she's blind. Yeah, she's she blind. blind date. She awkwardly ha. crashes into a table of glasses. Clumsy fucking blind person. Oh my Classic. god. Classic. She was ridiculous. in The Godfather. <laughs> and now she, and now she's playing a blind person um as if blind means dumb. Yeah. Which is which is <laughs> dumb meaning idiot. Yeah, it, which sorry, is yeah. Very much. Yeah. Poor choice of words. <laughs> um meaning an absolute fool. Yeah. Um, fool meaning Diane Keaton. So, this is after yes, he makes that boy cry by saying Remeasure all his tables and put him on salads. Yeah. In such a way that will guarantee he dies within a year. <laughs> such as the curse of Jeremy Irons. But what's going on with Jesse, our ninth build main character? Well, yeah. everybody stands rigidly still and delivers some dialogue that was written by Dennis Dugan. <laughs> and um, It's as good as it sounds. Yeah, it's, it's established that she's going to conduct the wedding of an important politician. Yeah. Based on no experience whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a tour guide. Look, she's got some... <laughs> Maya Rudolph has some, um, not Maya Rudolph, I was going to say the bride has some Maya Rudolph energy, so maybe that's it, she just likes yep, agreed. this girl. Now game show. Game show, Hang hosted on. by Dennis Dugan. Is this, a f- is this a fucking anthology film? It's like Paris Je Oh my god. Um, if it was all smushed together like a big shitty cake. <laughs> Let's just try to get through this. I'm Eddie Stone and you've accidentally tuned in to Crash Couples. A so-called game show based on love, relationships, dating, and a whole bunch of other crap that nobody cares about. We all get to laugh at a tall woman and a short guy. Yep. <laughs> Dennis Dugan. Dennis Dugan, what you like. Wait, next. Ne- you little fucking scamp. Never mind that. Here's a Muslim and a Jew. They'll never get on. What are they, they like? It's funny because they talk funny. You'd think they'd get on. It's funny because there's an actual genocide. Oh. Yeah, so there's that. They go off on a date, and um, uh. there's another one. Oh, what? There's a there's a skinhead and a black lady. Oh, the the far right. Brilliant. Uh. And, um, I, yeah. and, and they've been chained finally. together, is the, is the premise. They've been chained together. Yeah. So maybe we're going to fo- follow one or all of them. Maybe. Maybe it's the, the other two main characters. The, the schlubby guy and the um, Russian Maggie woman, Grace. who I did not recognize yeah. as being this, the brother of the main guy earlier. <laughs> No, so, I didn't. I, I steadfastly refused when <laughs> Nell was saying it. He looks familiar. No, he doesn't. And you walked out of the room and um, is nothing. lay down completely silently for several <laughs> minutes before returning. <laughs> oh, God. There's a tour guide. Um, At which point? Okay, so yeah. the schlubby guy and the Russian woman are the ones who are going to be following. Great. Oh, they knocked over yeah. a thing with the chain. 
Oh, it's unreal. You'd think they'd be more aware of it, <laughs> it being a chain. <laughs> no, they're completely numb from the neck down, very much like me after this brilliant medication. So <laughs> she gets recognized by some random guy, and I guess that's enough things to happen in this scene. The end. <laughs> Time for another story. Goodbye, everyone. Some lame fucking guy introduces his girlfriend to his hot guitarist friend. I wonder where this is going. Yeah. Oh, God. This is a Gary Marshall movie directed by Dennis Dugan. Yeah, this is exactly it. This oh, is the problem. No. No- nothing in this line is good. It's fucking Jensen, but <laughs> je- like 2.0. It's, it's Jensen the bro. Jensen 2.0. 2. 2. bro. Are you fucking ready for Jensen? Playing their tracks such as... Come on, everybody, we're going to do some rock. <laughs> they, they they play some very, very exciting rock and or roll, Paul. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. What, These what guys he, are amazing. What will Jeremy Irons and Diane Keaton think of this? <laughs> well, they read some of this fucking script to each other, and I imagine what they talked about between scenes and get sad that I'm not watching that. Yeah. Anyway. Could have been nice. We've mentioned a Russian girl, so obviously she has a dark past involving mob types, because Russian. Russians. You know Russians. They're all in the mob. Dennis Dugan, International Man of Mystery. How do you know all this stuff? <laughs> He's a very dangerous man. Yield your secrets. Let's just have a quick check to see if that actor is actually Russian. No, she's not. No, Great. absolutely not. Okay. You're drunk. Go ahead. And no kisses for drunk people. Yes, queen. She gets sexually assaulted in a comedy scene. Fantastic. There's a tour guide. There's a tour guide. Yeah, there's a tour guide. Uh, Jesse and Jeremy Irons clash a bit. Yeah. Um, always prickly, but she's a free spirit. Yeah. I've never seen this dynamic before. I'm five. <laughs> I'm five and an idiot. And um... <laughs> I'm particularly dumb for a five-year-old. <laughs> My mum's very disappointed and worried and concerned. Um, but but Ma- Maggie Grace stands up for herself and Jeremy Irons goes, oh, I, that's what I, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for you to show some fucking spine. Come back oh, in, you absolute shit. twat. And let's, let's have another look at your plans. And uh, yeah, so that's great. Yeah, um, she just had to stand up to him. Nobody's ever stood up to him before. Not Jeremy Irons. You wouldn't fucking dare. You wouldn't um, think about it, would you? He has another scene it. with Diane Keaton. I couldn't couldn't tell you what happens. They they kiss, um, I, and and oh, and he I goes. Do. They they kiss, and he says something <laughs> along kiss. the lines of. <laughs> he says, "I kissed." He says something <laughs> along you. the lines of, <laughs> "Oh, I have I have many problems, and um, I <laughs> bitch ain't one." <laughs> <laughs> I feel I've grown closer to you over the fucking summer. I don't know. He says yeah. he says something that wasn't shown in the fucking film. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, the reality TV couple, they're going to go to a therapy session with hilarious and surprisingly brief consequences. <laughs> they bond a bit. Well, he's obviously gay because he's sucking on a, on a, on a pipe. And uh, that's all that scene needed to get across. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, you know, they bond a bit. But oh shit, depressing Russian stuff is here for the depressing Russian character. You know, so they get kidnapped. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ugh. Then Eastern Promises happens. <laughs> I'm going to make a reference to Eastern Promises in literally like five seconds. <laughs> oh, great. Um, I'm not going to change it. It's going to be just as good. No, do it. Uh, it's going to be seamless. A, we get a bland but fairly pleasant scene between Keaton and Irons. Just think Sunday afternoon Hallmark movie. Yeah. Then it's back to Eastern Promises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh crazy. <laughs> you didn't have You're long right. to wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Those things are similar. Um... Oh, there's a tour guide. Uh, but oh fuck the band. Christ. That's right. Um Oh yeah, the, the band. Jensen is um <laughs> it, it, Jensen's annoyed now because uh, <laughs> his bro band boy is um starting a new band with yeah. with Attitude Girl. Attitude Girl, who I was so sure he was gonna end up sleeping with, you know, therefore threatening uh, the sa- the friendship and the band, but no. Uh-oh. It's um yeah, he now that's not gonna happen because look, wedding lady is here to hire them. 
and she's getting ready to jump in front of that dick. So she's gonna get right down on that D. Get right down on that D because she's being all quirky, and women only do that for sex. I'm Dennis Dugan. I live inside of every true <laughs> believer. <laughs> I am the light and legion. <laughs> and Yalfa and the fucking Omega. There's no getting away from me. This is the weirdest interview I've ever read. So, oh fuck a oh, oh the Jewish the Jewish guy and the Muslim got into a fight over differently prepared meats. No. Brrr. So they're out of the That's contest. crazy because it's true. And then there was a guy d- dressed as a woman. I hate that. That's hilarious. Oh, fuck off. Oh, it was so good. So that's the muscle guy and the black lady out of the competition. Yeah. Oh, man. Just, what do you, what do you, what's left after that, Paul? How can we possibly feel anything after, after <laughs> this apotheosis? I know. It's pretty incredible. Oh, look. The bass player's gu- girlfriend also plays the guitar. Oh, we're doing Yoko. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just as long as I know what cliche bullshit we're doing, I'm fine. Okay, great. And then he he goes off and he's he calls Maggie Grace and I think and and goes oh yeah they're gonna fuck. go bond a bit and have a kind of maybe romance by the end yeah who knows oh, don't have to, look, we, we we don't know because we can't tell but we'll find we're not out tell end. because Dennis Dugan hasn't told us yet he will do though yeah he has no no way of characterizing anything or making human characters so <laughs> it's just gonna be a surprise. <laughs> It's just going to be an epilogue at the end that explains what happened to all of these robots. Who boned who? Oh, but look, that one's still blind. <laughs> she's oh not really, though. She's Diane Keaton. So oh. it's okay to laugh at the blind joke she makes because it cost oh, her right. nothing. <laughs> anyway, make out. Make out for me, you talented pricks. I'm <laughs> Denny goddamn Dugan. <laughs> who has been in the film again as the game show host. And um, <laughs> God, yeah. he's just there's just something about him, Paul. You know, there's a, a glittery jacket with a glass of champagne. And you just think that that's how he looks when directing. You know, <laughs> just a sleazy fucking game show host. Can I get some character motivation over here? Sure, we're gonna get you some character motivation over here. We're gonna get some more more drinks over at the slot machines over at the back. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> I'm done. What is this? You come with me. Points at caterer. <laughs> Which one of us was he pointing at? That we all better go. Yeah. Oh. Paul, I need some physical comedy. Oh yay! Jesse kicks over the guitar guy and he does a pratfall. Oh god! Oh my god! And the blind lady falls over a bit of furniture. This is Clumsy fucking fucking nuts. blind people. Oh my this god! This is crazy. I'm getting onto Instagram right now. Report <laughs> this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet my <laughs> erection this instant. Um, I'm gonna tweetogram it. But it's all coming to a head, Paul. Never mind our hard-ons. Oh no! Um, how is the day gonna be saved? They've got a wedding to get to, and it's busy. And um, the rest of them have all got to just join in the same scene to get to the wedding. So Fuck, there's nothing else to happen. Oh, wait, there's a tour guide. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's getting involved in the main story now, so we should probably explain what he's been doing for the last seven scenes. Yeah. He met a girl he liked, but then he lost her, so he's been trying to find her. Yeah. And now politics guy is in the boat truck that he drives. Yeah. Oh, and he needs to get to the wedding on time. Yeah. Better rush. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stop for a lengthy resolution of his sequence. Well, okay. stop, stop, guys. I want to use your boat. Uh, oh, okay. Well, actually, says the aide. Well, you could use this for propaganda purposes. Uh, yeah. So I don't have to have any sort of... <laughs> you mean publicity? No. I don't have to... Well, my problem has been throughout this movie that I'm... I don't have any fun, even though I've been very jokey and offhand and laissez-faire about everything <laughs> so far, including planning my own wedding, um, making constant jokes. Yeah. You're right, I am an absolute fucking stickler and a fool. So, um, yeah, maybe <laughs> if I can do this, I don't have to have any actual resolution or character development i can just do that thing that you said and then i can just get to my wedding and be done yeah great (laughs) love it 
Meanwhile, whilst that's going on, Jeremy Irons wants to understand how truly awful it must be to be blind. Yeah, fuck. And so he blindfolds himself and has Diane Keaton, who's pretending to be blind for money, lead him around. Oh, you idiot. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, it's what we used to call disability awareness training before it was correctly identified as pointless. <laughs> and uh, condescending. meaning exercise, <laughs> easily replaced with listening to disabled people about their experiences. But never mind that. Look, he's going to crash into it. He's going to go up or down escalator. Oh, God. Like a blind would. Oh, fucking hell. R- rather than just Jeremy Irons version <laughs> of blind, or I imagine Dennis Dugan's version of blind, is to forget mm. which way things move and yep. be utterly unable to do something that is sort of hardwired into us, like find your mouth with your hand. There's, there's a scene of him eating sushi with Diane Keaton, and rather than put the sushi in his mouth, which, which is a very simple thing to do, he smushes it <laughs> in very... his face, and we go, oh... <laughs> You bloody clown! See that? Imagine Fuck being me. blind. The Denny Dugan Society for the Blind. Whoa! <laughs> I said whoa, but spelt really, really dryly on the fucking sign. He's got. It's actually a fun house with all the shaking floors and that. Paul, the band have broken up. Oh. At some point in the last five scenes, that happens. Yeah. So. Oh fuck! She's gonna go hire the guitar lady who is Rob Schneider's stepdaughter. Son. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah, and it she's gonna bring all the other performers along as well it's all blandly working out oh god i'm so glad Uh, paul i'm bored can we have another funny talking russian guy and then i want to see poop lining up so that mr richie can find his girlfriend Uh, lining up lining up go 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 uh yeah does that happen i can't remember there's a horse poop oh there is a there's a horse poop we get to see some horse poop oh (laughs) Oh, yeah that's not very wedding-y no it's not it's it's almost as if I want to kill myself. <laughs> it's almost as if fuck holes. <laughs> yeah, well, she gets a dress caught in the in the in the horse cart, and the, the bike yes. taxi man turns up and goes, "Oh, you're the bloody wedding trasher," and my Rudolph tears him a new one because just what's wrong with you? Do you not do anything else in your life? Tears, just fuck off. Tears his face off and wears it. Fuck off, you fucking fuck. Anyway, drive us there, you fucking prick, chump. And he does. <laughs> so they get there as well. I will. Because I believe in love. Shut up. <laughs> Little bitch. Pumpkin. I'm going to drive us to the wedding. Yeah. I will. I will do that. For Dennis Dugan. I'm starting to respect um, The light, the center, the legion. <laughs> so the wedding happens and everyone is there, I think. I don't know. I haven't been keeping track. Someone missing? Literally everyone. The Russians are there. Somebody's, they don't have an invite. Somebody's missing. Anyway, the talented performers in the band are forced to perform some bland shit that everybody demands. Oh, Jeremy Irons and Diane Keaton. That was the other ones. Yeah, they're there too. And... Eyes is here and smiles like a fucking maniac, which is lovely. I needed that. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jeremy Irons. Thanks, Jeremy Irons, for life. <laughs> There's a tour guide. Oh, shit, his dream girl is a waitress here. That's contrived. Wow. Oh, and I guess she didn't hear any of the crazy shit he was doing to try and find her. I hope she doesn't get to find out because it is super creepy. It is super creepy. <laughs> I hope he doesn't ever feel the need to tell her about the time when 100 women lined up so he could inspect their body parts <laughs> or a tattoo of a crystal slipper. <laughs> Because that would be really oh, weird. So, so she's fine. She doesn't mind that she's being harassed whilst yeah. trying to work and probably under a, <laughs> she loves a, it. a despotic um, hospitality manager. <laughs> if she stops smiling for a second, she'll be shot through the head. <laughs> but, um, oh no, the ninth build main girl is about to get on stage. Oh, oh what? Boy. I can't wait for this because this has been, she's had confidence <sighs> issues this whole time and this is going to be the best way to do it. It's definitely going to be. And everybody's going to be like, ah, oh, forget about the wedding trasher. The what? Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, seriously, I can't hear. Oh, you're deaf. Oh, brilliant. I'm oh. sorry we didn't get to use you in more scenes, you fucking ridiculous person. <laughs> That's okay, Dennis Dugan. Keep doing your great stuff. 
<laughs> I will. <laughs> Diane Keaton appears from nowhere and laughs like a fucking lunatic for no reason at all, and then we freeze frame and fade to black. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, fuck the game show. Ugh. Oh. Well, definitely political political brother and Russian lady shouldn't win. They win yeah. at the end. That's That's it. Great. Let's take a minute. It's very gallows humour, I think. <laughs> there was real anger there, which made it tricky. I felt like I wasn't doing the thing where I thought about the jokes that I was saying. <laughs> the words that I was using didn't come from a sort of, from 200 episodes Ooh. of experience of, of framing jokes and, and <laughs> going about improv in a yes and way. It was just a noise that came out. Yeah. There was previously an abstract red flashing pain. Yeah, it was less yes and and more... God, this is shit. Yeah. Which isn't a school of improvisation that they really encourage. Not often. I hate this. I hate it too. <laughs> well, because that one was still doing yes and. <laughs> they don't know yet. They haven't seen this yet. I think, I think this is amazing. Yes. Because you wonder, with Happy Madison films being so incredibly offensive and shit and bland, how can they be so offensive and bland at the same time? Mm. You wonder what the director brings. So having the Happy Madison director without Sandler involved, or any of his crew, Reveals what it is that Dugan yes. actually brings to the table. And it's fucking nothing. Mm. He wrote this and it's yes. nothing. There is no style. There is distinctive anti-style. There is instantly recognizable no style. Occasionally yeah. he tries to do Adam Sandler humor and he fails. That's amazing. It's the simplest humor in the fucking world. And he makes it even more awkward and weird than it is. God, Dennis Dugan, the artless auteur, whose bland lack of style is the perfect jarring contrast with Sandler's vulgarity. No wonder they make films together that are so exquisitely off-putting. Vulgar and also awkward and shite, Sandler provides the shit jokes and Dugan stages and frames them witlessly. This has been an informative exercise for me, Paul, and I'm glad that Dugan chose to expose himself like this. I, I, yeah, I think it's been really useful in, in terms of fairness, because I, I, I don't want to <laughs> lump everything on Adam Sandler's plate if he doesn't deserve it. Um, and he deserves a lot, Paul. Mm. But De- Dennis yeah. Dugan, this still, despite having no direction or focus, is one of the most aggressively shit films I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, the, it's the gird of movies violently corroding your esophagus. No matter what you do to try and yeah. abate it. It just continues with the with the so-called jokes, which are just, here's a short person, oh here's a God. here's a whatever. This is a yeah, thing. Yeah, low energy. It's Sandler. so lazy. Like Sophia Coppola doing <laughs> a fucking Sandler movie. It's like Dugan is the shit crumbling stage mm. and Adam Sandler is the vulgar vaudeville act where he comes on and sucks his own dick and then, you know, goes <laughs> off. And now he didn't show up this week, and instead we're having an Amdram performance of um, Rent. And one of the performers who actually knows what they're doing just falls straight through the shitty Dennis Dugan stage and impales themselves on a bit of wood. That's what Dugan is. He's a shit stage where no drama can be successfully performed, even by skilled performers, or they will hurt themselves trying. It's a film, and I assume Dennis Dugan is a person, by extension, that (laughs) has no grip on reality whatsoever. (laughs) I assume Dennis Um, Dugan is a person. (laughs) Yeah. It's a dang- he's an entity that has no grip on reality. <laughs> he's, a, he's a series of DNA strands that has come together yeah. to have no grip on reality. It, because every interaction is based on pure fantasy. Oh, yeah. It's infantile storytelling. Yeah, nothing feels real. Forced resolution. Yeah, I, like, I, I had the same observations as you as, you know, what happens when you remove Adam Sandler and friends. You get this lazy, <sighs> terribly made yeah, film. 
but with even fewer highlights than an Adam Sandler movie. Because it's nothing. There's nothing here. Because it, it has the same improvisa- improvisational feel of digging for the nug and never getting it. <laughs> and it, So it's just relentlessly shit. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I tried to think of a comparison point for this. Structurally, I stand by it's Gary Marshall, Don't. you know, yeah. oh, racing yeah, yeah, through yeah. the storylines so that nobody notices how bland they are, except, you know, he didn't go quick enough. But mm. I think the big point of comparison for me is Hallmark's a w- Christmas wedding tale. Just in terms of the lack of vision, purpose, skill, mm-hmm. style, budget, effort, yeah. enthusiasm, wit, energy. Yeah. It's a movie of lack. It's a fucking vacuum that sucks in any trace of cinema around it. My Blu-ray copy of The Life of Oharu wiped itself whilst this was playing. <laughs> Committed Harakiri. <laughs> a different Mitsuguchi um, film came over and murdered it. And I want my money back. <laughs> Dennis Dugan. I, I, I couldn't help but think of the scene in... Is it Mother's Day? Where mm. there's an Indian dad and he's... He gets unwanted police attention for out yes. being Al Qaeda. Yeah, it is just so wide of the mark. It is just so yeah. off the charts, nuts and offensive. Uh, yeah, and and and, and, misguided. and, and, and misguided is a better word. But that it, happens just... at the end of a lengthy Winnebago chase, yes. which is dumb and pointless, but is fun to talk about and remember. There is nothing like that in this. Yeah, whereas this yeah, this is maybe... just it's a sequence of the end of that scene, just over and over again. There's no, they don't, <laughs> yes. the, you don't have the build-up to any of these scenes. You don't have the context. Yeah, and there's no legwork and there's no development of anything that happens. It's just this. Oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. This is also a thing. Hey, this is a yeah. thing. This is a thing. Oh my god, he's small. Yeah, it's it's so, and, and look, they're Russian. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. This movie. It's yeah. Oh god, it, it was dull. It was not as sort of oh god, please end for me as Jack and Jill. It was just oh man, why was this still going on? Yeah, it's like a lengthy lecture rather than a, a paddling in the balls. Which <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which one you prefer is different. <laughs> it just, it's going to be different to every person. Yeah, this pain keeps you awake. This is, I mean, this is absolutely going to be in my bottom ten. Oh, I think it's. I almost don't want to give it that. <laughs> I don't want to give it the, the, the honour of being in the bottom ten. It's too dull and black. This is like a slab of grey. Like the colour grey. You don't grey. think it deserves the notoriety. <laughs> I, don't want it to ha- I don't want it to be known as one of the worst films that Paul's ever faced. Because there's nothing. It's like a bit of dense air. <laughs> like a surprise fart. <laughs> that doesn't smell, but it's warm, so you know it's happened. You know the ones that cats do? They're sort of... <laughs> those. <laughs> I still want to talk about this forever as the worst film that I've ever seen. Fair enough. Because with with Grown Ups and such, you at least get the sense that Sandler and Co. know they're producing crap. You know that they're just they're yeah, just there's... hanging out and, and drinking beers and just churning out bullshit. Then... Whereas this is inept at the same time as it's smug and condescending. I can't even imagine Denny Doohan being infused by this. It's certainly true. It's just yeah. oh fuck it. Anyway, we've got to let's let's see if we can turn this around a bit. Let's talk about some of the things we liked about this big old son of a bitch. Yeah, alright. Alright, quick fire. Quick fire. I like some of the Fuck. cool skydiving footage at the beginning. Oh yeah. Once they jump out of the plane, there's some uh, there's some actual skydivers, I think. Not them, obviously. They then cut to a soundstage mm. for them, but yeah, there's some good old skydiving business. Great. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the alarm belt that they have in the game show, once they pull the wire oh, yeah. out, the box looks like a face. No, oh, okay. <laughs> That's hellish. That, that was it. fun. Okay, so Jeremy Irons um, is obviously criminally underused. 
you know, there's there's almost nothing in this that is capable of being underused, you get the impression, but there's a couple of elements where you feel like they could probably do better. Um, and Jeremy Irons is one of them. He's amazing, even with nothing. I really like him. Um, his first scene when yeah. the main character bumps into him and then she makes some contrived reference to the fact that she recently, you know, kicked her boyfriend out of a plane. I dropped him, actually, into a lake. Into a lake? So I got off relatively lightly this morning. And then later on, yeah. he has to look contemplative and then be interrupted. That was a thing I bought. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's probably like the first thing they do in acting school. Like, pretend you're thinking really intensely about something and then someone's going to come up to you and you need to be like, oh, sorry, I was lost in thought. But you know nevertheless, what? he did that. You know what? Jeremy Irons got that first time in school, in drama school. Fuck yeah. He got an A plus and a smiley face next, <laughs> to, his, um, next, to, <laughs> next to his own terrifying face. Right <laughs> and he had to carry it around so people would know what he's thinking. <laughs> Where's your smiley face? <laughs> Just copy mine. <laughs> he says I haven't earned mine yet. He went to school with um, what's his name? The guy from Terminator. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Kyle Reese. Right. Yeah, they went to school together. It's very odd. It's darker if you went to school with Kyle Reese. I think Jamie Irons went to that school very late in his career. Yeah, he did have a good line later mm. when um, I think it's, it's it's the next scene. Maggie Grace goes to see him um in his office, and um she asks how he was doing after she bumps into him, and he yeah. goes, "I was still alive." Hanging on by my fingernails. Which, yeah. <laughs> Good delivery from Jeremy's iron. Love that. Love that irons. Okay, the game show model lady was very beautiful. Oh. She was giving off very Bridget Fonda kind of energy. And she had these very long mm. legs that were very nice. But I really liked how awkward she looked. Because when you're the game show model, you have to be quite still, I think. Smiley. Mm. But usually you're not in shot the whole time. And this one was. Yeah. She was just kind of back then. She kept shifting her weight back and forth and just seemed genuinely mm. uncomfortable to be so close to Dennis Dugan. And <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that about her. She reminded me a bit of Rachel Riley, the um Oh the, yeah. The maths the maths. The lady maths from lady. Eight, eight out of tats does countdown. Yeah. Nope, eight out of ten cats does countdown. Eight out of tats. Um, that's what I call that's my abbreviation <laughs> for ten cats, because I, I use that phrase a lot. <laughs> ah, tats! Ah! <laughs> I think he got attacked by 10 cats. London tats. Yeah. <laughs> London 10 cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to mess with London 10 cats. Because <laughs> it, it's the last thing you'll ever say. <laughs> I do. There's something that Diane Keaton said early on. Because um, I think Jeremy Irons goes, ha. And she goes, oh, was that a laugh? Um, or yeah. was that a ha? And he goes, yes. Well, take that ha and put it with another one and you've got yourself a laugh. Yeah. It was a nice line that communicated that a stick in the mud and yeah they tried to decide that's going to be a recurring joke of him going ha yeah it was um it's it's, uh, it's cute for the fact there's two people that i like <laughs> it was cute because of the context of them yeah. being in the same room together i found that cute i kind of like that guitarist maybe this thin ice is thick enough to Maybe this thin ice is thick enough for two. You know what she is, um, Rob Schneider's alter ego. It's, That's not um, why I dislike her. <laughs> I, I thought she was fine. I quite like cutting back to a park. I, I like the idea of, you know, this, uh, it's, uh, are we in New York for this? There's no sense of location. We are in New York. Why not? So I assume that's Central Park. And it's yeah. just, yeah, outdoors. you got a musician, you know, they're yeah. strumming away. The- well, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't dislike her yeah. for, for anything she did, and I quite like the, 
I thought the um, interaction between her and the the other guitarist, because he would occasionally yes. play a little refrain to, to whatever she was playing. And I thought there was going to be a nice little musical moment where she'd play something and he'd play something and he'd step closer every time. Um, yeah. But no, it just cuts later in the film and they're playing together. Yeah, they're fine. Um, <laughs> they bonded off screen. Whatever. Which, but, to be um, fair, yeah. is probably the best way of characters bonding in this. Because it wouldn't have been... know what happens when they try and bond on screen. Oh, Christ, yeah, it wouldn't have been good. He'd have taken his cock out. <laughs> Dennis Dugan would have just been egging him on. Um, so I don't know what happened. I don't know what and came over me. had a Spanish accent. Except for Dennis Dugan. But it was just the, the song she was playing. It just sounded like Gary Marshall slash Dennis Dugan had written them. Because they weren't funny. Yeah. They weren't good. They were just annoying. And they're very on the nose, <laughs> much like the rest of this movie. Yeah, I agree. I liked the, the, the lazy park date between Jeremy Irons and Diane Keaton. It was very on the nose oh, at yeah. times. But... um. There was just something natural about the two of them sitting there together. Yeah. You know, and she's talking about her photography and that was forced and bullshit, but it was um, <laughs> still the natural talent of these two people when Dan Keaton forgot that she was meant to be um, acting like an absolute imbecile. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt a bit natural. And yeah, I like that. You feel, you feel that. I like the idea that she's got these photographs um, hung up in her place and because she can't, you know, yeah. she can't see them, she's got these little buttons beneath them where she presses them it yeah. reminds her of when she took them and what was happening in her life. That was good. But that is a mechanism of making another joke about how blind she is because she like staggered into traffic one day and took pictures of the crash mm. that was happening around her. So if it weren't for that, yeah. they could have had a really genuinely nice human moment there. And I like the fact that the framework yep. was there, even if they did just then piss into it. Denny Dugan, piss into it. That's the name of his biography and documentary. <laughs> um. And his wedding. <laughs> Welcome to Dennis and Cheryl's Piss Into It. <laughs> Drinks aren't free. <laughs> Nothing is. Uh, the news report, there was a news report later on where the anchorman that was with Maggie Grace um, was wearing his neck brace. And I went, oh yeah, that happened earlier in the film. Ah, oh, continuity. I respect yeah. that. So my continuity dick, everyone. <laughs> Wait, it was here in one shot, but not in the next. Oh no, it is still here. Um... <laughs> When we cut to the the uh the ball game and reveal that the uh the very short guy and the very tall woman are making out with each other, we're meant to laugh because yeah. it's ew, they're weird, they've got weird bodies. Gross. But yeah. their kiss was probably the most tender and affecting of the entire movie. Yeah. Like it was really, yeah, it really was. soft and gentle, you know, erotic kissing. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. Some people had the right idea. Yeah. Some people knew they were making a movie where you have to try and make the audience feel stuff. Which is hard, I get it. But um, yeah, well, well done them. I wasn't expecting, after Jeremy, Jeremy Irons immediately comes in and thinks about rearranging Diane Keaton's apartment because he's a mm. prick. Um, then they, they sleep together, I think, and then he actually rearranges the yeah. apartment. Um, and she just fucking smashes over the table. Yeah. The, the, like her falling in itself, no. But yeah, the, the fact that he actually did do it was, was quite good. Yeah. But he, was... he's that much of a, a relentless prick. <laughs> yeah. He just... No, yeah, I'm still going to do it. Bad way of introducing tension at this stage, and you know the the yeah. stupidity of him leaving a note, which I don't quite buy. You wouldn't you wouldn't be that dumb, sure. No, no one, no matter how not around disabled people they are, at some point Maybe. during whilst writing this lengthy note, you'd think, oh, is that mm. one clear enough? Is she going to be able to read that? Hang on, she can't see any of this. <laughs> this is mental. I'm mental. Um, 
Yeah, maybe if the only way they'd have gotten through this, I think, is if they'd have shown Jeremy Irons waking up and him being late and sort of hurriedly putting stuff together and he's not used to being late and and mm. in disarray. And then he just goes, oh, and scribbles a note. And then, and then oh, wait, then, let me just quickly rearrange all of her furniture before I rush out the door. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't, you, having a cake and eating it, I think. It is. It's just ha- having a shit idea and also putting it on screen. Um, but an idea that wasn't shit, I thought, was um, mm. the idea of, okay, the whole thing of the parade of street performers, like literally the whole part of it, mm. apart from maybe the performances of the street performers um, and the main person and the writing of that scene. But the idea that your band has quit, you haven't got a band for your mm. wedding, so you go to the nearest park and hire all of the buskers and mm. you lead them in like this Pied Piper way in like a chain of musicians back to the wedding. That's kind of mm. cool. I like it. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah. the idea of a ha- of a improvised wedding is kind of romantic and... yeah. I like the idea. I mean, it's weird that they then all perform together brilliantly immediately in a very kind of faux rock, um, shitty kind of performance of yeah. celebration. When it would have been good if like one guy had a rain stick and someone was on like the Jamaican yeah. steel drums and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? But we're going to make it work. But that would have involved actually trying to work around that, which would have been effort. And that's very much not the Dugan way. You can't expect that from Dennis Dugan. You can't expect it. It's not fair. He's, ma- he's made a name for himself. And, you know, he's, he's learned a life where he doesn't have to make any effort. <laughs> he's earned And just that gets life. paid millions of dollars. He spent a lot of time around Adam Sandler. You would want the privilege of not being able to think about anything ever again. You have to, you have to allow him that, the, the sensation of nothingness. <laughs> it's like getting um, too close to the fucking reactor core in Chernobyl. <laughs> like, it's not going to be right again after this. So just shift downwards i thought that that scene could have been improved when the guy with the what do they call it you know he's got the drum on his back and cymbals all over and he's playing the guitar oh like the one man band that's it one man band yeah i'd have appreciated it if when when he went can i come there was a pause and she said okay but i'd have preferred it if she'd have gone no yeah (laughs) i i i did wonder if they were going to do that and i kind of like the fact that she was like yeah sure fuck it (laughs) it's the dugan way it'd be such it surprised me because it wasn't cruel, and therefore I didn't think it was part of the Dugan way. Yeah, but there is there is a sort of lazy, condescending niceness in this movie as well of just, oh, yeah. love. Oh, <laughs> love. <laughs> love. Yeah, true. When Yeah, so when Jeremy Irons feeds Diane Keaton a Frere Rocher from behind, it really looks like a sneak attack from Gollum. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we wants it. Jeremy Irons would have been a great guy. Precious. Oh, God. Speaking of which, Ferrero Rocher in a triangle, is that a thing in America? That strikes me as a very British phenomenon because of that old advert. Um, from that, from that, that advert. That advert we had. <laughs> How Americans know about this? Oh, um, Ambassador. You're sp- Ferrero Rocher, you're us. really spooling us. Exactly. That's the Americans yeah. know what that is. Dennis Dugan. Surely, surely they've got that as well. Neurophile. They understand French people speaking English. I know they say they, they understand don't. how funny it is, and therefore how much you want to eat chocolate after you've seen it. So Dennis Dugan is a man of many sensibilities. <laughs> he's a he's a anglophile of the highest order. <laughs> yes. Okay. The line where he's talking to the news crew about um, the fact that he's going off. The the, the politician guy is talking to the uh, the news crew about the fact he's going on this weird duck thing, and he's doing he's doing his usual political bullshit. Mm. And then suddenly the guy comes up behind him, the tour guide, and just says, This is what makes Boston the greatest city in the world, and I just couldn't keep this. We're doing this. I like that. I like the readiness with which he abandoned his political bullshit to go on this adventure. Yeah, nice. That was quite good. I like that. Cool. Did Maggie say that she takes Krav Maga? Does she? Oh, fuck. I think she said Krav Maga. I miss that. Anyway. Hmm. um, So, um... Fencing. Fencing (laughs) 2. Fencing. Fencing 2, Krav Maga. (laughs) 
oh shit this escalated everybody's dead um <laughs> so <is> really dead <laughs> that's the krav maga way <laughs> similar to the D- dugan way yeah um really similar so the two final things before our good things um before our best things <laughs> yeah i do quite like the bride she had a maya rudolph energy um and yeah she was one of the most sincere and charming people in the movie i thought hmm. and at the end when i think it's the politician yeah the politician he meets the russians there's a, an introduction scene which was interesting because this many 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 this ivan ivan Ivan. Good timing, good good delivery. Cool, good stuff. Well, our, our final thing is that we both liked a performance in this. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> to be honest, I don't mind yours. Yours More is pretty so good, ours. but I didn't get much out of her. But yeah, I think we've both got people that we kind of liked. Uh, for me, I was drawn to Andrew Batchelor, who played the tour guide that I glossed over for the most part. Yeah. Um, okay, folks, the moment you've all been waiting for. The historical, hysterical, completely inaccurate Captain Richie Duck Tour. Listen, it's going to be a blast. And if you don't have fun, uh, tough beans because you already paid and it's impossible to get a refund. I think he was quite charming. He was quite convincing as a charismatic sort of tour guide way, even though he didn't have the jokes yes. to back it up uh, from yeah. the script. I thought he had good chemistry with the girl. It was very awkward at first when they were sh- swapping one-liners outside of the boat. But when they're in the boat, there's some sweet things. Um, and yeah. the, the scene in which he goes down the line of ladies, it's creepy as shit, but Bachelor makes it kind of okay. He's really charming. Yeah. He kind of goes out of his way to make each woman sort of feel a bit special. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. All right. Oh, you're married. You shouldn't be here. Go home. On the six pack. I love it. Oh, you're about to faint for me. Okay, girl. On the leg. No, no. It's supposed to be on the neck. Yeah, it's okay. Um, acknowledged yeah acknowledged and seen in some way in the dennis yeah. dugan world in the in this horrible dennis dugan world that we're all in we're all living this in. is dugan's world <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst get out of here demi moore so <laughs> yeah and that's andrew bachelor and i quite liked him yeah so, and you sir et tu. No, i i i agree with that the 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 line of ladies bit he um he made it not creepy or weird yeah. despite what dennis dugan yeah. wanted um and et tu. <laughs> Ed too, Bruggen. So, yeah, I liked Maggie Grace. Mm. She had some. She gave a cute performance when she needed to, and gave convinc- sort of convincing standing up for herself when she needed to. I liked a few, a few of her lines. Um, you know, they got as much of a reaction out of me as anything did in in this movie. Um, when she first meets mm. the politician, I mailed my ballot in yesterday, so you're winning one to nothing. I just thought that was cute. No, <laughs> and. Yeah, it just felt like a really natural performance in general. Again, like with your Andrew Bachelor, with your Andrew Bachelor, Paul. Um, My that you Andrew own, Bachelor. That you won. Um, <laughs> that fight. And keep inside that ball. Well, to be ready for him one day. It's, it's doing what she can with a terrible script and film and direction. Her story kind of sucked and mm. all the stuff with the bandman was rushed and um, completely unbelievable. But yeah, I liked her. Yeah, good stuff. And she does a good kick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta love that kick. It's followed yeah. by a Pratt Falls. But she would, she did a good kick. Um, great. Did the OG team acknowledge having experienced this film, or were they too busy crying and sheltering themselves from the blows of society for their sin? Pretty pretty much that. Um, Ellen Graham did get in touch to say I literally got offered some free tickets the other day that I turned down. How fun! <laughs> um, and we didn't. But but we're having fun now, and that's what matters. 
Yeah, free tickets the other day. Maybe she just free tickets for something else. <laughs> She's just showing off. <laughs> I got offered free tickets the other day, but enjoy your fucking movie. You dicks. Idiots. That's it on Twitter and uh, Facebook. No, no, thanks, OG team. Oh, uh, yay. Thanks, OG team. Always, always a w- welcome break from uh, having our heads kicked in. So. Always aware of when we want to keep to an hour runtime. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Speaking of which, one better thing. Yeah. Yeah. The one better thing. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, okay. Uh, a couple. I've got Love Actually, which was described often in reviews as what this film was meant to be. <laughs> and Love Weddings was pinned as the tripey movie Love Actually should have been. It's just a charming ensemble piece full of laughs and emotional moments. Um, some bleak. And was well shot, well paced. <laughs> a lot bleak. It was, a, yeah, a lot, a lot of bleak. But it's, um, but it's a shining That's example love. of what a movie of this kind should be. Um, and second, oh. Forbidden Room, because fuck it, it's just as disorienting as this movie, but it's intentional. Okay. Um, during the p- uh, musical performance bit with the guitar guy, and when I was absolutely convinced that the guitarist was going to just fucking nail that guy's girlfriend, I was kind of looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> I got reminded of the movie Nashville. I was going for a bit of a Robert Altman kick the mm. other uh, last year, and I saw Nashville. It's 1975. It's uh, sort of... It's, I mean, my God, it's got 24 main characters in it and an hour of its three hour runtime is musical performance. So mm. there's every reason for it to be a fucking mess. Mm. Um, and yet it is superb. It's sublime. The way in which it moves between characters, the way in which it has action overlapping, the way in which it just all feels so on point to mm. what it's trying to do of portray a week in the um, sort of Nashville music business. Um including just memorable characters, you know, the to, to even start with them. It's the, the, the Lafario guitarist who seems to be sleeping with everyone, which is why I remembered it. Mm. The sweet but naive country girl who's dreadful at singing, but everybody likes um, putting on as a gag, mm. and everyone's just kind of laughing at her. Oh, God, the sort of music producer of his um, crazy country singing wife who's slowly going off the rails. Mm. And it also stars everybody who didn't make it out of the 70s. It's weird. It's David Arkin, Ned Beatty, Karen Black, Ronnie Blakely, Keith Carradine. It's like wow. Shelley Duvall nearly made it out of the 70s, but then Kubrick got her. Jeff Goldblum was in there for a, a little bit and a little role, but yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's just, and Lily Tomlin even. Wow. It's all the biggest deals of the 70s. Great music, really good direction, great film. Cool. Maybe Altman's best. Thanks, One Better oh, Thing. You love three women. Yeah, thanks, One Better Thing. The One Better Thing. So, Paul, what segment would you like to be? The end of the fucking episode. How about the credits? Fuck yeah. How can people find out about us? They can do so on Facebook and Twitter at OGT Pod. We put out the call for the um, for our OG team every week, probably. So um, Every week. If you have a good thing to say about this fi- next film, then do that. <laughs> film, film, film. <laughs> action, action, action. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Ow. You, you can listen to us on Spotify, on iTunes, on whatever you're listening to now. The the thrumming ether waves of the god himself, Jeremy Irons, the Light, the Legion. Oh, it's meant to be Dennis Dugan, but fuck it, I got our bits mixed up. <laughs> fuck it. But it applies Jeremy Irons is a better human being than Dennis Dugan, <laughs> I reckon. Because allegedly, be. Dennis Dugan stole some money from a regular Oliver Twist type. Oh no! And I've got that on, f- the... orth- on fact. On orphan, you got that. And that's just the worst kind of person to be. <laughs> Stealing that kind yeah. of thing from for shame. shame on you, Dennis Dugan. For shame, and thank you, um, Jeremy Irons, the one true light. Thanks to Sarah Keep for a lovely, lovely artwork. Oh, we um, love you it so see much. It now updated and all your podcatchers and social media outlets and yeah. in your face where we've stuck it, where we stapled it. 
<laughs> slapstick-like. And uh, knowing full well that hospitals are full at the moment. Yeah. Um, but thank you, because it is great, and it does very well encapsulate the sort of the moral strain <laughs> of what we're doing and this endeavour. Yeah, sometimes. Do check out Rotocast. Uh, I'm in Pulp Cthulhu at the moment, and it's very cool, very funny. Um, I'm probably the best thing in it. Probably. Um, Find so, out. You won't. So if you like that, yeah, you won't. But you will when you do. And uh, we also have a Patreon where for as little as a dollar a month, you could have things such as our review of Soul, <laughs> our review of Promising Young Woman. Um, and next week, we'll be giving a sneak peek at our Halloween episode this year. <gasps> uh oh. We have seen and discussed at length the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and our patrons are getting this first instalment seven months in advance. Jesus. Not cut for time, so we've kept all the horrible jokes in, all the bits <laughs> of me going, oh, God. <laughs> and our actual thoughts on the film, which yeah. never makes it into the final episode, so please do check that out. Okay. Yeah. I'm Paul Blart. I don't know. Yeah, I'm There's I'm just doing the best I can. We're all just doing the best we can, and that's more than Dennis Dugan ever did. Oh, God, imagine if it wasn't. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, remember, the one good thing about love, marriage, and other disasters is that it can really just make you understand Adam Sandler. Just that little bit better.